Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Valleys. Y'all, I don't know if you could hear it, but your girl has been refreshed. <laughs> Last week I was telling you guys about the place that I've been in with God and how I've just been struggling, how Christianity has been feeling like a chore. And y'all know when we're in these valley seasons or just really any season of life, it's going to ebb, it's going to flow. Um, and I'm just so glad that I have been given a platform to be able to be transparent and vulnerable about what those truly look like and to be able to touch different parts in different uh, perspectives of the valley. So here we are on what my friend Selena calls a molehill, which is like you still in the valley, but you know, it's a little tiny incline <laughs> in there. And so God has really put it on my heart. I've really been working through it this week of really seeing and grasping the impact of God never leaving you or forsaking you. And because I have been walking through this mental and spiritual valley of just feeling like it was too much to bear and feeling very drained, I have begun to see God in a different light. I've had the opportunity to experience him as someone who truly doesn't give up on you, someone who truly is chasing after you. I really felt like I was the one sheep that he left the 99 for. And I think that previously it's like I understood, but I think last week I talked about the application of understanding being wisdom. And every time I talk about wisdom, the verse that or the the phrasing that Holy Spirit brings to my mind is fear of God is the beginning of all wisdom. And y'all, it's like I'm just really starting to understand what that really, really means. So. To give y'all a brief overview, um, this weekend was homecoming weekend for KSU, where I used to go. And of course, I popped out ahead too. Um, and over the course of this time, God had put some limitations on me um, and I had followed through with them out of obedience. And then Sunday, I went to His Glory Alone Tours concert, which is uh, KB, the rapper. He had like Trip Lee out there, Passion City Worship. Evan Craft, like it was a really good concert. It was good. Um, and God met me there in the middle of a rap concert where everyone else is jumping around and enjoying God. I was like bawling tears, y'all. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. I was just like, why am I the only person in here crying? Like everybody else is lit and I'm crying because God met me in that moment. And I really, really needed him to meet me because I did not have the strength to go to him. And so some of the revelations that I got during this, you know, refreshing that I've had over the last couple of days um, have been met with this understanding that God truly does not leave you and what that leaving the 99 for the one truly feels like as the one. I feel like I understood what it meant at when I was part of the 99, like, oh, that's nice. God will leave us, we'll be fine to go chase after that one person who's really drowning and really lost and really can't. And he's gonna go find them and bring them back to the rest of us. That's really nice. Love that for you, Jesus. You're such a good person. But to be that one, man, talk about a picture of not being deserving. Talk about a picture of understanding just how much my humanity pales in comparison to the goodness of God, the mercy of God, the forgiveness of God, the love, like overwhelming love of God. I am the type of person 
that when someone is upset or, you know, crying and things like that, and they tell me to leave them alone, I'm going to leave you alone, bro. You ain't got to tell me twice. Cool. You want your own personal space? Great. Awesome. Let me know when you're ready. Um, We can debrief. Um, I'm here when you're ready, but cool. God is not like that. Like to an extent, he's going to give you your space, but when he can read your heart and when you truly start to be like, God, I truly can't even bring myself to your presence. I need you to meet me. Like that's what my prayers were like in these last couple of weeks. Like, God, I literally can't even bring myself to your presence. I can't do it. I can't. You have to meet me. You have to. And I felt terrible praying that prayer because it was like, I, one, felt like, who am I to be placing a demand on God that you have to meet me? Like, oh, God is not going to meet you. Like, how dare you sit here and be like, God, you have to meet me because I'm not coming to you. Like, you know, how does that sound? So I think the enemy was having lots of fun with me being in that space because those were the thoughts that he was throwing at me. And I low key was sitting in them guys. I told y'all I was hanging on the ropes. Okay. I was hanging on the ropes. I was not fighting back. But Man, has God really shown me how much of a liar the enemy is and how the enemy will not only accuse you to God, but he will accuse God to you. Remember in um, Genesis, the the fall, right? Um, he told Eve, he accused, he uh, misinterpreted God's character to Eve. And that's what led to her disobedience. It was, she had to lose faith. She had to lose her image of God first. Before she could have the the balls or the courage to turn against him because Satan was like, oh, God is keeping something from you. So now you see him in a different light where it's like, hold on, you ain't all that good. You ain't all this, this, you ain't all that debt. But I have walked through this, right? Walked through that. And now I'm on the other side seeing no God really was God really is somebody that's chasing after me. God really is the type of person that's going to leave the 99 for the one. Because while the 99, I told you I started going to church because I was like, yeah, I'm just so down bad. Like I can't even maintain my own relationship. I need help. Started going to church and I'm watching all these other people praising and worshiping and really connecting. And I feel like I'm like, you know, low key just going through the motions. I'm trying to let it hit my heart, but it's not hitting my heart. And I really felt like God had left those people, not necessarily leaving them, leaving them, just using a metaphor. But to come tend to me, even all the people that were in concert, you know, having a great time worshiping through rap and all this other stuff, like going in lit, like having a good time. I'm over here bawling my eyes out out of all these people. God took that moment to sit with me, to meet me. You know what I mean? And y'all, it, it really just revived my love for God, revived my understanding of why we worship him. And so going back to what I was talking about, wisdom and understanding, I understood before that God would leave the 99 for the one, but to literally walk in that understanding, to apply that understanding to my own life was where I began to have wisdom and Oh, we. Okay. So I'm trying to break this down the way I understand it in my head. It's really hard. So bear with me, guys. So wisdom, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. And I could not walk in that application of God leaving the 99 for the one until I began to revere the Lord, until I began to see God for who he is, until God uncovered my eyes so that I can see even in those moments, God is still calling, beckoning, encouraging me to come to him. Y'all, this is so good. Like, oh, we I can really cry right now. Like, 
who is one thing to understand God. It is another thing to experience him. And in that experience with God is where we find wisdom. And we cannot achieve that wisdom until we wrap our minds around who he is, until we have the fear of the Lord. When people say the fear of the Lord, they're talking about reverence. They're talking about awe. When you have an awe and reverence for something, there's a certain level of respect that you hold that thing to, right? And so until you have that, you cannot walk in the practical application of the word of God. You cannot walk in the practical application of of your relationship with God. And y'all, that just really did something for me, like connecting those dots that, dang, I really have to understand who God is to walk in this relationship correctly and to remain, um, to remain on my feet, basically, and to not get knocked down by the lies of the enemy because the enemy is going to contort. He's going to distort the the truth about who God is so that you lose that fear of God. You lose that reverence. And when you lose that reverence and that fear of God because you're questioning him, because you're upset with him, because you don't believe him. Now you're in a place where you're not going to walk in that wisdom. You're not going to walk in the application of his truth. You're not going to walk in the applications of his blessings. You're not going to walk in the applications of his promises. Y'all, this is so good. Like, I hope y'all are getting what I'm putting down because my goodness, he is going to meet us where we are. He never leaves. He never leaves. And like, that's, it's one thing to understand that, but it's another thing to experience it. You know, it's another thing to experience it. So I have a couple points like of just what I've gathered because all of that just came out that I just spit out. That was all Holy Spirit. None of that was in my notes. (laughs) So we're going to keep rolling. Y'all already know how we do on this podcast. But one thing that I've learned to do is to look for God everywhere or to allow God to be everywhere. And what I mean by that is in that concert, had I continued to hold on to a hardened heart, had I continued to walk in this misconception of his personality, of his character, I would have missed him. I would have missed him, y'all. I would have missed him. But because I was, of course, it was a Christian concert. So, you know, it's a certain level of God is already in the room. You know what I mean? But because I allowed myself to, to look for him, I was able to see him because he doesn't leave. He's everywhere, y'all. And so I want to encourage you to ask God um, to help you see him everywhere that he is, which is everywhere. I wrote down this prayer that I had been praying for a little bit because I was just really struggling. I said, Lord, please give me a vision of your glory and a fresh sense of your greatness. Help me stay in awe of you. Y'all, this was so good. And even looking back on it now, it's just like, wow, like God will really answer your prayers for real, for real. Like, you know, y'all, y'all know how it go. Like sometimes you'd be shocked that God be God in. You know what I mean? We'd be shocked that God be God in and we got to stop doing that. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that, but it's true. I be getting there, but it's like, man, God really gave me a fresh sense of His greatness. Like I continuously through this valley season, through all the many pits, right that I hit, the super low moments, I continue to see God freshly. Like I, these are things that I know with my mind, but to experience and to truly believe. Oh my goodness, to truly believe and walk in. Two different things, two different things. 
Also, allow these small moments that you have with him because when I tell y'all, God was really chasing me for those couple weeks in little, little moments, like little things. It would be things to keep me going, things to keep me in my word when I barely wanted to be, when I barely could pray, when I was avoiding prayer journaling, like all of this stuff. It would be small moments that would remind me that he's here, that will remind me of the truth. So allow those small moments to pierce and soften your heart and hold on to them. I know like when you're in a season where you're really struggling in your relationship with God, it can feel like you're so distant from him. And of course, you know, we're not even going to get into the fact that the distance that we feel is mostly our fault or completely our fault, really, if you want to be real, because God never leaves us. But <laughs> um, hold on to those small moments when you can't drag yourself to his presence, where he comes up to you and taps you on the shoulder and whispers in your ear. Hold on to that. Hold on to that. It is OK. I am here to say it is OK if you cannot drag yourself to his throne. That's all right. We serve not only a king, not only a God, but a father. And because I have a good relationship with my earthly father, I can get a good picture of what this really looks like. Even when I misbehave, my dad still loves me. Like he's still going to come hang out with me. He's still going to come talk to me because he's my dad. And I have to continue to remember that part of God. God is so intricate and complex. Every time I go through a valley season, it's like I'm relearning him. I'm re-experiencing him because he's so multifaceted. He is everything for us. When we say God is our portion, oh my gosh, Holy Spirit, come on. No, for real. When we say God is our portion, we're saying that God is enough for us. And he really is because in every single season that you're in, in every single situation, circumstance that you're in, whatever you need in that moment, he is. He is. So hold on to those small moments and it's okay. And when you're on the other side, look for the message in the mess, okay? I have realized that God needed me to one, realize the limitations of my strength. I think before I hit this season, there was a small part of me that I can now see that was operating in my own natural strength. And I wasn't allowing God to take me over to continue to pour, which is why I was drained, which is why I felt so exhausted is because I was doing stuff in my own strength. Now, I thought I was having God help me, but there was a certain level of, okay, well, Jasmine is at least 50% and God is the other 50%. No, God needed to show me that I was zero. <laughs> like when you are zero, God can still show up for you. God does show up for you. Okay. Like that's the part. That's the part. And I kept thinking that I had to bring this 50. God needs me to bring the 50 in order for things to go well. No, no, no. Everything will go to shambles if you don't allow God to do everything that he needs to do. And so sometimes that requires you being on zero for him to show you, no, I'm the hundred, baby. I'm the hundred. I just want you to know I'm the hundred. So while you sitting there drained, I'm going to let you be drained so that you can understand that it is only through me that you have the power to do anything. What does John say? I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abide in me and I am him will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do what? Nothing. 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 And I just really feel like that was my message. Like that was my message in this valley season. Like, dang, you can't do jack. This Bible study group that you uh, stewarding over right now. Yeah, girl, that's real cute. 
But I hope you know I'm the one holding it together. You can't do that by yourself, right? Even the podcast, you would get on here, hit record, not know what you're talking about, and I will speak through you every single time. It's not about you. It's not about how great you speak. It's not about how many uh, vocabulary words from the SAT you can utilize. Girl, sit down. <laughs> this is me, Big G, right? And so <sighs> coming up on the other side, of this mess, honey. I see the message. And I'm just here to relay that to y'all, to encourage y'all. Anybody that's still in that season, if you related with what I was saying last week, listen, it is okay. Take your time. Okay. The word says that God is working in you, giving you the power and the desire to do what pleases him. So what does that mean? What does that mean, friends? When you don't have the power, when you don't have the desire, that's okay. God is still working in you giving you that you know what I mean and when it's time when God is like all right come up out the trenches you're gonna come up out the trenches like he will carry you out he will really carry you out I have no practical steps I'm not even gonna lie I don't have any practical steps on my short-term revival like I literally hit a 180 in a matter of days like Saturday, I was just obedient to what he told me to do, even though I didn't want to do it. Sunday, he met me at the concert. Monday, I was completely refreshed. I fasted for the first time in months, months, y'all. And if y'all know, if y'all been listening for a while, I love fasting. (laughs) I have been drained to the point where I don't even like doing what I love. And yeah, like just reading the word in the presence, enjoying worship music again. I was not connecting with worship music for a while, like. This is a three-day turnaround. So I'm here to tell y'all, God has done it for me. I have been the one that he left the 99 for. And it is not too late. You are not too far. You are not too lost for God to come and find you as well. Okay? He can and he will. And just hang on to them ropes, y'all. If you hanging on the ropes, it's okay. Hang on to the ropes. Your time out is coming. (laughs) Your time is coming. Your time out is coming. So yeah, y'all, I hope y'all got something from today. Um, I hope this forces you or encourages you, not forces. I hope it encourages you to start thinking about where God has been during this time in your life, in this season of your life. Even if you're not hanging on the ropes, look for God in the good, baby, because you don't want him to have to, (laughs) you don't want him to have to make it plain (laughs) because he will if he got to. But yeah, I love y'all so much. Hope y'all definitely got something from today. Hit me up um, on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. Leave a rating or a review. All the good things. But yeah, y'all, I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye.